hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Listen now. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 27th. It's low energy, Gary, today. Don't have too much kind of, you know, here. Uh, I am traveling today, so I'm going to make this one pretty short. Make sure you are signed up for the newsletter. Whether it's free, whether it's paid, just make sure you're signed up for the newsletter in the next two days. If you get anything from me for the next two days, uh, it will be a gift. (laughs) Uh, It's not something that uh, I'm planning on doing, but it will probably not be the normal podcast that I'm going to do. Uh, it will probably just be a regular audio or a video of just me saying stuff. So make sure you're on the, the newsletter. I'll try and put out a newsletter, but it is my mother's birthday. So um, make sure that you're there. If you want any of the stuff that you see, uh, Trend Spider, Seeking Alpha Premium, Alpha Picks. I went over it yesterday. In yesterday's newsletter, I outlined who should be, you know, wh- which tool is for who. And here's the link tree. So just read yesterday's newsletter. Uh, you got TrendSpider, Seeking Alpha Premium, uh, Alpha Picks. All of my links save you money. Webull, I think it's the best app. You can get it um, free and, and you d- download, uh, fund an account, you get free stocks. Simple as that. Uh, so let's go over, let's look at the queues real quick. Uh, the queues, we're kind of just hovering around here. We've got this gap down to 426 that we set last week. Um, where we gapped up with NVIDIA earnings, there's nothing going on. I mean, it just hasn't moved. Uh, you got some 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 data today, still hasn't moved. I mean, stuff stuff seems to be okay. Nothing's really doing anything. We, we got past the NVIDIA earnings. So you're just kind of sitting there. That's it. Um, you know, here here's very interesting. Pretty sure Fundstrat already ran similar numbers. Just need to wait patiently for Tom, Ken, and Marks. Dietrich, if you haven't listened, Dietrich is on the most recent Compound with Josh Brown uh, podcast. When the S&P is higher in both January and February, and we will close out February higher, the next 12 months have been higher 27 out of 28 times since 1950. The average return is 14.8%. Do not be afraid to buy at highs. This is telling you do do not be afraid to buy at highs. Uh, Doesn't mean that you're going to make money overnight. Just means, hey, more than likely, uh, 27 out of 28 times, uh, if you had done it in the past, you made money. That's all the algorithm is, is backtesting this kind of stuff. Uh, the four-hour algorithm that I have in Transpire. That's all it is, is backtesting stuff. Your best uh, predictor of the future is the past. So... Uh, Kramer last night went over, uh, uh, <laughs> he went over NVIDIA and how it's going to be a $2 trillion company, how it could take over Apple. This guy is the kiss of death. Um, I'm not saying that NVIDIA is going down. I'm not saying that NVIDIA is uh, going to, but last night he went on it. In pre-market, you're at 788 Again, I said three days. This has done nothing either. And, and if we look at it, if we just pull back here to the last time the algorithm got you in, because the algorithm, you're still in at 515. The volume shelf is building up, hasn't built up as much as down here below the uh, where the, the, the gap started, hasn't built up as much as here where you had some capitulation for a few days, but it's capitulating and it's building up. 
So I think you get this under $800. I think you get it, you put it in an account that you don't necessarily look at, and then a year from now you take a look at it and it's at $1,000. I mean, that's the way you look at it. But Kramer, kiss to death. I mean, that MACD is just soaring up. It's way too high. The RSI is at 66. This thing's coming off of 70s. But here, you know, it, it got to 84. I mean, that was on February 5th. It got to 84. It was trading at, uh, let's see, uh, 690. It had just broken seven. Don't you wish you would have gotten it at 700 instead of 800? Uh, again, don't don't try and time this one, but I did want to bring up, he went heavy on NVIDIA last night. I didn't like it. It made me feel uncomfortable. Um, Pelosi. <laughs> Pelosi loaded up on uh, Palo Alto Networks. So she bought $200 strike expiring January 2025. I don't know what this means. I don't know what a $200 strike on a $318 uh uh, you know, it's a year out, so it's next year. Um, but she did this, and you can read about this and, and the details of this in this Seeking Alpha article. She did this while uh, Congress was in session. Now, she's not actually trading it. It's her husband and, and other people that are actually trading it. Um, she's just probably uh, directing them as to what to buy. And guess what day this was? This was the day when they got um, the 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 uh, alert that Russia uh, may have some nuclear capability out in space. It, you should have gotten it under three hundred. It's at three eighteen. It's up another five percent. Should have bought more under three hundred. Yes, it was a ding. But you still have a gap up here to three sixty five. Buy it at three eighteen. That's what it's trading for now. If I didn't have a position in this, the algorithm has you out. Doesn't have you in. Remember, the algorithm plays in that little uh, middle space. Um, but yeah, two weeks ago, the the, the Congress got a, a, a briefing on a serious national security threat. It's rumored to be that Russia has nuclear weapons in that are in space that are able to take out stuff. Uh, that same week, Pelosi bought $1 million of cybersecurity company Palo Alto Networks. That's crazy. I mean, that's just crazy that we have the, you know, uh, people elected that have the ability to do that type of thing. It's not illegal, completely legal. You can hate her, uh, but vote people in who want term limits, vote people in who want, the, you know, my two senators, uh, Oswald and, and Warnock, they both have bills on the floor to make it illegal to for anybody, a sitting member of Congress, to actually own stocks. They can only own ETFs, just like the CNBC anchors. I don't have a problem with these guys owning uh, some type of sector or stuff like Josh Gottlieb. I went down a rabbit hole yesterday and a rabbit hole led me to Josh Gottlieb has like $283 million in investments. Dude is 47 years old. He's been in Congress like eight years. How do you get that kind of money to, to be able to invest? And he's one of the leading stock pickers. Yeah. I mean, there's so many grifters on both sides of the aisle. So don't look at Pelosi uh, as breaking the law. Don't look at her as being a single outlier. She is just the face of this, uh, but it's systemic across the board. Dean Phillips for president next year. He's the guy I'm backing. But Palo Alto, it surged. It's still surging. Um, if you haven't followed Mike Santoli, he's got this, uh, this, this, he's got a backdoor to a mystery broker and this thread is something you should absolutely 100% read. Uh, the mystery broker had an update yesterday. He's feeling very, very nervous about buying anything at these levels. 
Um, you've got, you know, my mother called me yesterday and she's like, Jamie Dimon sold his. Uh, Jeff Bezos sold his. Mark Zuckerberg sold his. Should I sell everything? And, and do, do they know something? No, nobody knows anything. There, there's not some conspiracy deep state that's that's manipulating the stock market that's going to cause World War III. Um, but you have to be aware of these things. And the mystery broker plays it out perfectly. This thread is absolutely a must read. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. I'll have the link in the newsletter. Uh, but you can go and look at Mike Santoli as well. Uh, Elf went kind of crazy yesterday. Uh, let's look at Elf. Uh, it's up, let's see, up almost 10% yesterday. Uh, we'll look at the chart. There was no news. It was up 10%. By In my mind, this stock, uh, it's trading in pre-market at, let's see, 201.92. Get it under 200. It is expensive. This is a super expensive stock. Make no bones about it. A 56 forward PE on projected earnings means they're going to have to uh, blow it away again. Every year, every uh, earnings release, though, they do blow it away. So just understand, you're going to pay for this one. If you want to be in the beauty sector, this is the growth one that you should have. Um, now, I own Ulta. The reason I own Ulta is because they got dinged down. And I bought, I didn't time this correctly. Uh, I timed it where it was. I probably bought it back here in July um, at its high at 478. But I'm doing really well in it now. So you can't time a lot of this stuff. The reason I have Ulta uh, is just because Elf is expensive. So pick your, you know, when, when you go, if you're in a video game and you've got your choice of characters, some people choose the, uh, the the karate guy. Some people choose the ultimate fighting dude. Some people choose the guy with the most weapons. It's all about trying to find your own comfort level. That's what it is. Don't think that I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm downing Elf. I've missed out on this run. Uh, I'm not upset. I still have exposure to the beauty category, uh, and I believe I have Elf in some type of ETF. I'm, I'm pretty well, you know, diversified with it as far as ETFs goes. But Elf, yeah, I know a lot of people in the audience have it. Uh, the chart to me still looks strong. I mean, you still got confirmation up there. The MACD isn't super high. Uh, the only problem is the RSI is at 79. I mean, you know, again, that doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Uh, because the the stock still you know seems to go higher, it's a solid solid company. Um, so Elf Mystery Broker, yeah, Alpha Medicural Resources. <laughs> um, I saw this one and I thought it was interesting because energy has been left behind, um, but this one is one. It's a coal company. They blew away earnings. Blew away earnings. It is up. Let's see, two point six four percent. Um, yesterday they made, look, look at this $6.65 per share in November. They made $13 and five cents. Um, they gapped up huge gap up. Uh, you went from 385, uh, where the algorithm got you in and you're at 440. I mean, that's 14% in a coal company. Uh, you can read about how they, they did it well here in, in Seeking Alpha. I don't know anything about this company. I saw it up 13% and it, that it was in the energy sector. And I said, holy crap. Again, Seeking Alpha leads you down rabbit holes. It's ranked 13 of the 28 companies in materials. Um, and if you're interested in materials, this is, you know, these are steel stocks. 
you know, uh, this is, they, they do coal. I don't know why they're 13, but it's resources. Um, you know, sometimes seeking alpha Ramico met M E T C is the top one. I don't recognize any of these names. Oh, I recognize Vale. Uh, yeah, I recognize Vale. But again, I, you know, I don't know anything about this stuff. I, you can get down a rabbit hole. Google, um, got hammered. So here's my take on Google and I'll kind of go over the grade eight afterwards. I have a feeling Google will be going through. And th- th- if you haven't know, if you didn't know, they pulled Gemini. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they pulled the the image generator, Gemini. And I think, in my mind, you know, th- this could be a value trap at one thirty seven. Uh, but Google just got killed. And remember, we buy G O O G because G O O G is what they buy on the buybacks. You're sitting at the two hundred day. The algorithm has you out. The RSI is at thirty. I don't want you to get into Google. Um, I just don't want you to get into Google just yet. The reason is they they have some systemic problems. We talk about good companies with good products, with good earnings, and good management. The management has been called into question uh, on Google. And I don't want to say that, hey, this is going to go down below 100 again. It could they do have that exposure to the ad business, which, you know, Microsoft with OpenAI, Apple uh, with some of their AI plays, they could dig into this search uh, revenue that 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 Alphabet has been has been hiding. Uh, if you look at AI, some of the AI stuff, I know it starts with a P, but I don't know the money. I mean, Gemini was what I was using. Uh, I am I'm currently looking at other ones. I use ChatGPT as well. But Gemini was what I was using. Now I'm I'm starting to not trust it, and that's the danger you have, is that that I'm starting to think that it's manipulated a little bit more than I would like, uh, and it may not be giving me the answers that I actually am looking for. So in my mind, what does uh what do they have to do? I think Google could be in for a Twitter style shakeup or a Meta style. Remember what did Elon Musk do when he got to Twitter? He, he fired or let go 85% of the staff. What did Mark Zuckerberg do uh, when he realized, hey, we're spending a lot of money? He cut staff. They cut costs. Google is a bloated company. We know that. They, they invest in things that typically don't make money. Um, they, they've tightened a little bit. They need to tighten more. And, and I think this Gemini pullback, uh, there's two things. They were criticized for not going fast enough and letting ChatGPT get out ahead in OpenAI. Um, they de- then went too fast with Gemini. So you can't win. You're going to get criticized on both sides. Um, but the next move for Sundar Pichai is going to be key. And and read about it. Read about it in this, more on Alphabet. Um, you can read about things. But but understand, I think Google, in my mind, is one that I would kind of wait on. The, the algorithm doesn't have you in. It has you out. Uh, I'm planning on probably trimming on the next one. But I, I do think it's it's going to be you know a, a little bit of a wait and see game. Uh, Apple, on the other hand, Apple has done nothing. Um, Apple has done nothing in this bull market. It's done nothing but pull you down. Am I am I getting out of Apple? Absolutely not. I think I, I think Apple is sitting back and waiting. Uh, I think from a long term standpoint, they will have the resources, they will have the AI, they have the ecosystem, and so I think they're never first to market, and so they're getting dinged on on not being first to market in this. I do think the iPhone 16 probably is a cycle mover. 
where they implement some type of AI. You need more memory in your phone to run AI. I think they enhance Siri. I think they do incredible things. I am holding on to Apple. I am not selling it, even though it's down, even though I do think that it could come down into the 170s. Uh, in pre-market, you're at 181, but I'm not moving it. Amazon, on the other hand, moving to all-time highs. I've talked about it a lot, and this is the grade eight. Amazon's going to get back to all-time highs, uh, and you still have, what, uh, 10%, let's see. Uh, let's update this one a little bit because we've got 176 to 188. You got about 7%. They're going to get to all-time highs. Uh, you know, you look at that rocket ship. It's currently on. It's doing really well. We talked about Google. Let's talk about Meta. Meta is incredibly expensive right now. Um, Meta, you could buy it and, and be perfectly happy, um, you know, buying it a year from now. But the forward PE is 20. Do you want a forward P of 20 when you potentially have some regulation coming in in the EU, when you potentially have a, 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 a screw up in the election, uh, when you potentially don't have the protection uh, of that, uh, that uh, Congress, congressional law? Yeah, I, I don't know that I necessarily want to get into this one right here. If you don't have a position in meta, I would suggest getting an ETF that is largely in meta. Uh, I would suggest trying to find an ETF like that. You can buy the Qs. You can buy XLK. You can buy a, a bunch of them. But I would suggest doing that. If you are in meta, just sit there and hold it. There's no reason to get out of it. This gap isn't going to get filled. You may come down here to about 430. But I think 480 is putting in a nice shelf there. Uh, Microsoft. Microsoft has open AI. I think anything around $400 is a steal in this. We had a couple of days ago, last Friday, it looks like 410. You can buy it at 406 today. It's a good buy. I don't think that Microsoft has any problems here. NVIDIA, just buy it. It's at 790. Get it under 800. Uh, that That's it. Netflix, get it under 600 because this one's going to 700. 594 right now. Get it under 600. Uh, you should have a position in that. Tesla, uh, I bought a Tesla. Fantastic experience. Uh, the problem that you have is is that nobody in this country other than Tesla is going to do an EV. And do you want to do, do does the mass major, vast majority of Americans want an EV? I don't know. I would wait the note that I have pause on buying this until the end of the month. When when they announce their end of month deliveries here in February, I think you'll get a good sense of uh the demand. Um and that's what you want to see. There are a ton of inventory cars right now. Now they get rid of them at the end of March, at the end of the quarter, they do uh, typical sales and stuff. I just sit there and wait. So there's your grade eight. I mean, that's that's essentially the grade eight. That's my take on it. I don't think there's any, oh my God, I've got to run out there and buy it. But I do think for the long term, I think you're, you're setting yourself up well for the long term. Uh, Mara. Mara is up, what, 10% pre-market? It is up 8.94%. It is over 30. So on weakness, I want you to set your stop losses. Uh, we don't sell it right now. It's at 3184 uh, eighty. It is up in pre-market. You're seeing a MACD cross here. Uh, don't you wish you were in at 16 with the algorithm? You're crazy if you're not getting TrendSpider with the algorithm. Use my link tree. Sign up, then email me, and you get this algorithm. Look at this. This alone would have paid for, you know, a couple hundred dollars, uh, you know, put $400 in there. Uh, you pretty much paid for your uh, your yearly uh, trend spider 
$500, you're up 78% currently. Uh, that's just with the closing price yesterday. If we move this up to where we are now, uh, which is, let's see, in pre-market, you are at, let me see. Pre-market, you are at 31.77. So let's move this to 31.77. We will move this to 31.77. I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to uh, overemphasize this. You're up 88% in this run. I mean, 88%. Why are you not getting the algorithm? Now, the algorithm in, in Mara alone, you make 154% over 24 months with 30 positions. Your average win, 54%. You know, 30 positions? So you're telling me over 24 months, you don't have time to make 30 trades? You know, just under, just over one a month? God, come on. So uh, coin, coin was up. I mean, Bitcoin's flying. You need exposure to Bitcoin. Have exposure. I have Mara. Uh, I have some ETFs. Uh, I just have exposure to Bitcoin. I do not own Bitcoin outright. I do suggest if you want to get Bitcoin, just buy Bitcoin outright. Uh, Coinbase is up. It's over 200. It's up 6% at 206. Boy, don't you wish you would have bought at the algorithm and just kind of forgotten about it, find the entry point. And and now you've broken through this double top. I mean, that's the great thing is you've broken through this double top. Like I said, you've got this double top. Now you've broken through it. Now old resistance becomes new support. Ma- uh, uh, MicroStrategy, up, way. I mean, they announced that they did got a bunch of new Bitcoins uh, at a fair price. This one's up 10%. Uh, GBTC, um, this is the leading uh, Bitcoin ETF. This one is, let's say it's up 4%. I mean, look at GBTC. If you were to just use the algorithm on GBTC, you're at 50 now. So let's say 35% over just about 30 days. GBTC, you make 117%. If you just bought and held it 24 months ago, you made 78%. So again, understand you need exposure to this stuff. SoFi, SoFi is moving. Uh, SoFi has a, a crossover. Started moving towards ten. If you're uh, if you're in the algo, you bought at eight nineteen. Again, if you're not using the algo, the average win on this one is twelve percent. <throat> I'm not sure why you don't sign up for TrendSpider, uh, but yeah, it's moving again. Let's see. It, it, right now, I think you have about a couple of percentage points. Five percent. Nice five percent move over what twenty three day eighteen days. Um, in pre-market, you're up 2.3%. You're at $8.74. So let's move this to $8.74. Again, if you're not in, in TrendSpider, I don't know why. I mean, again, it, it, it takes emotions out of the trade. If you like this stuff, you can do it. Um, let's look at SMCI because SMCI, we talked about uh, TrendSpider saying, hey, there's this valuation um, from, from, from this doctor who, who studied it. Here's your smart money, gets in. Institutional investors get in. The public then gets in. But you get enthusiasm, greed, delusion, new paradigm. Then you pull back. And, and then you get a nice bounce up. And then you pull back again to the mean line. Now, the mean line on, on, uh, on SMCI, probably about 300, 350. Uh, do you move back there? I don't think that valuation uh, does that. But you could get back to 700. Now, SMCI is in the core portfolio. It's down 1.58%. I've suggested maybe trying to day trade it uh, on a five-minute chart. It does have that type of uh, volatility to it. 
So might be something that you want to look at. If you want to learn how to day trade on a five-minute chart, I did do a paid newsletter this weekend that outlines it. In the education section, you have everything you need to see. Everything that 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 I've ta- that I know about day trade. I don't do a lot of day trading, but you can use all of these patterns and things that I go over in all of this six-part series to understand exactly uh, how to trade. So if you're not signed up for the paid newsletter, I don't know why. I am going to do a live trading session probably next week sometime. Um, I'm going to test it out over this weekend. I'm, I'm leaning towards Zoom. To give you guys the, the ability to interact, uh, I, I'm leaning towards Zoom. VKT, let me see. It, the symbol is VKTX. Uh, this is Viking Therapeutics. Uh, just Google it. Just Google it. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, it is up, uh, what it was up. It's up 80%. I think it was up as much as 140% in pre-market. Um, they just announced their GLP one drug shows promise. This is the type of hype that you're going to get. This is why Eli Lilly, um, they have a first mover advantage. They're down 2.4% today. Probably on some news just based on, hey, they're going to have competition. Um, That's what it is. But VKTX, crazy. It's got volatility. So if you'd like to trade it, go and trade it. Remember, for anything that that you're going to trade, you want volatility. Now, one that uh, came up in in my morning uh, email is uh, MPLX. So I, I get from Seeking Alpha, if you do sign up for the premium version, you get a morning, you import your portfolio. It's great because it keeps you on top of all the news, everything. MPLX in Seeking Alpha, let's go to Seeking Alpha and I'll show you. Um, because it, you know it moved from a hold to a strong buy. It moved from a hold to a strong buy. And this is, this is energy. And the energy sector has not been loved. Uh, but the the quant moved it to a strong buy. Um, they topped Q4 estimates. This one is up 0.28%. I think you get it under 40. I think it moves to 40. The yield on the dividend is 8.64%. So look at this stock. Over one year, you're up 12%. But that doesn't include getting an 8.64% you did dividend yield. This is the kind of stock that you want to buy. This is the kind of stock that you look at in the energy sector and you say, yes, this is the one that I want. Uh, you know, energy transfer, solid. The, the CEO's buying it. MPLX, I like this one. I own this one and I've owned it for a long time. A long time. Uh, let's look at some earnings. Zoom announced earnings. And, and Zoom is it rose more than 11%. They blew it out of the water. I kind of said it yesterday. I'm not sure about this company. The more I, I sit there and look at it, though, the more I actually like this. And, and I tell you why. I think they're, they're definitely a, a takeover target. But the more I like this stock is uh, to trade around earnings. Every time they have earnings, they have gone down uh, beforehand, and then they blow it out of the water. I mean, look at, look at these three, the three last earnings periods. Um, so you're going to open up at about $68, which is right around here, um, which there's a volume shelf at. If we just pull this back, um, we're going to pull this back. Let's say we're going to pull it back to, let's pull it back to the highs here. 
um, two earnings ago. We'll pull it back here because I want to see where people are holding this. You can see at 68 bucks, uh, 68.30, which is where it's at right now, pretty decent volume shelf. You know, you're up above that that 200 day, the the 50 day still moving negative. Uh, you filled this gap. So technically, I think it's, again, Zoom, if you want to read about their actual earnings, they've beaten their earnings each time. So I, th- I think it's interesting. This is Zoom and charts. Enterprise revenue climbs 5%. Look at the total revenue. It's going up. Look at the enterprise revenue going up. Look at the number of customers going up. Online average monthly churn going down. Remember, churn is losing customers. That's still a big monthly churn. Um, it's not crazy expensive. Um, you know, from a valuation standpoint, because this forward PE is only 12. So they're guiding with a forward PE of 12. The problem is that this company doesn't, you know, they're going to need to integrate with some other things to keep customers. So I, I like it. I don't love it. But God, that was a great earnings call. Um, tomorrow after the bell, let's see. We have a uh, CRM, Snowflake, and Okta. Okta is an, uh, an alpha pick, and if you don't, if you're not subscribed to alpha picks, you probably should because the 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 the, the reasons and, and the analysis are really really good. So if you're new to investing, uh, what you should do is go and check out alpha picks. It's the third link on here on the link tree. Okay, just check the price out. Um, it, 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 I think 400, I save you 50 bucks, $449, but here's what it is. Alpha picks returns over, uh, since July 1st, 2022, the S and is up 32%. Uh, since then alpha picks is up 105%. They blow it away. Okta is one of their picks. Uh, ironically, algorithm got you in at 86. I do think that this one is a little bit of a roll of the dice. Um, it's a little bit scary, to, to see how much it's run up into these earnings. If we look at a long-term chart, it, it's it's got this range. And so I'm concerned that you're at the top of this range until you get out of this range. You can see all-time highs. We're at 256. If you go and look at Okta here, uh, Okta, forward PE of 43. They're not making money. Is this the time when they actually make money? Let's go over to Seeking Alpha. Let's see what the quant says about Okta. Um, because I do think that this is one that you may want to look at getting into. It, it, it is in that range, and while I identified that range as the trading range, this could be, you know, it's a strong buy in the quant. The valuation's the only thing. So it's number two out of 24 in, in its sector of internet infrastructure. Uh, Couchbase is number one. So take a look at Okta. Uh, another one, Snowflake. I've said, hey, buy Snowflake between 150 and 200. It took off. It's at 230 dollars right now, up one percent. Uh, you have Snowflake tomorrow after the bell, and, and the big one this week. And, and by the way, this is hold. It's all based on valuation. I do think that I hold Snowflake. I bought it about 150, 180, 190. I, I meant to sell it over 200. It's just been too strong to sell. Salesforce. This one, you know, they they report after the bell tomorrow. Strong. I mean, it, it, look at that one year, you're up 84%. It's number one in their industry. So buy the leaders. Today, you have Devon and, and Copang. Uh, Devon is an energy name that I currently own. I took it out of the core portfolio. I don't like this one going into earnings. I, 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 I'm not thinking that you're going to get 10%. I'm not thinking you're going to get 30%. I think if you're lucky, this one gets back to 45 
Um, it, it, it's just not a good stock. Copang, on the other hand, CPNG, uh, I think this is software. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I, I believe it's software. Yeah, consumer discretionary, broadline retail. Oh, this is the, um, no, this isn't software. This is the uh, e-commerce business in South Korea. Copang is interesting. Um, you know, again, the quant has it as a hold. You can see going into this earnings period, it's run up a little bit, not back to its all-time highs. It's expensive. Forward PE is 67. But this is one that could run on hype. If there's anything, uh, it could run on hype. Uh, one that I do like going into earnings, and I'll take a look at these two. Zscaler. This is Palo Alto Networks. It's it's cybersecurity. Zscaler uh, stock has rallied 78% since June of 2023. This analyst in particular downgrades it from a, a buy to a hold. Um, yeah. Quan has it as a strong buy. Zscaler for me, I, th- I think if you're not in cybersecurity, Zscaler is not a bad play. The problem that you have is you have run up into this earnings. Now, this the Palo Alto, uh, Palo Alto earnings took it all the way down to 205. Boy, don't you wish you would have bought there? Uh, algorithm got you out, hasn't gotten you back in. The MACD is well low below here. Uh, Pat, the, 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 the problem that you have is, is this stock going to continue to run? Is it too expensive? Uh, is it going to continue to run? That's the issue that you have. If they have a, uh, an earnings like uh, Palo Alto Networks, and remember, Palo Alto was just singled out. Um, their problem was they were t- turning from a, the, more of a subscription business, and there was question about demand. And so I don't think that Zscaler is in that same situation. Year-to-date, they're up 10%. Average target price, 255 You're trading at 241 If we go and we look at Zscaler, and we just look, the, the quant has it as a strong buy. Um, I like this one, and, and I like it going into earnings. Likely report strong Q2 with guidance inside. inside. So I, I, could you get 10% on this? I don't know. I mean, if they just guide kind of the same, I, I don't think you get 10%. But if they blow it out of the water, I, I, again, this guy says, too risky before earnings. And he, this is the guy that I, I'll include in the newsletter. Um, the other one that you want to look at is CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike reports next week. They've got a hold in the quant, but it's A. The only thing is the valuation. That's it. Um, that's it. But CrowdStrike, in my mind, um, it, it's one of the top ones. I've wanted to get into this. I bought. I sold out at, I think, 250 and I've, I missed this run. Completely missed this run. But this is one that I absolutely want to get into. Um, it, it's forward PE of 108 is crazy. If they guide higher, that's your issue. You're not going to get a chance to get into it. So between those two, I think uh, I really like CrowdStrike and I like Zscaler. But I do own a bunch of uh, Palo Alto networks already. And you can't argue Nancy Pelosi's in Palo Alto. Uh, App Lovin, recent earnings report, why growth investors should take notice. This is a stock that just continues to go. And, and I, I think it's in the uh, alpha picks. I think it is. This is, this is just a stock that, you know, it's broken out of its range. I identified this range. It's broken out of it with its earnings um, at 58. I mean, do you want to buy it here? MACD's a little high. I'd probably wait for it to pull back a little bit, maybe towards the $55 range. But I think that's one that you may want to look at. Um, there was this uh, primary, uh, this is this is a uh, an Instagram post, and I thought it was interesting. 
Um, what's the difference between investing and speculating? Investing is the act of buying, holding assets such as stocks, bonds, ETFs, blah, blah, blah. Final price. Investors try to generate an income or profit on the capital by taking an average or below average amount of risk. It's risk. What's speculating? Act of putting money into financial endeavors with a high probability of failure. Speculators seek to make abnormally high returns from bets that can go one way or the other and often utilize. I often talk about when when I get to these social requests, it's all speculating. You guys all want to know what I know about the what I uh, like about the speculating. Do do your research and understand that you should be investing with 90% of your portfolio. 90% of your portfolio should be in investing. You should not be speculating with like 50% of your portfolio. It's too risky. Uh, if you're younger, you should be more on the riskier side. So speculating with maybe 30% of your portfolio might be wise. But understand, you should not, if you have $100 in the bank, you should not be YOLOing earnings. You should absolutely, you need to learn the art of investing. That is what will make you money. Uh, Tyler from, uh, from, uh, from Spotify, let's go to Seeking Alpha. I'm going to look this one up. Uh, fantastic cod, but podcast been listening for almost a year. Can you look at Blaze? It's a cloud storage company. I'm in the green, but wondering if you think it still has room to grow. Let's see, Blaze. If you're in the green, kudos. Uh, Seeking alpha analysts sell. Wall Street has a strong buy. It's kind of, you know, mix. Um, ranked six out of 24 in the industry. Um, Okta is up there higher. <clears throat> Snowflake is up there higher. Um, let's look at the valuation real quick. Well, let, let me go back to why the Wall Street analysts that want it as a strong buy. Let's see. There are um, seven analysts in the last 30 days, 90 days that have covered it. Five say strong buy, two buy. There's nobody saying sell it. Uh, You have a $13 price target on it, uh, which represents a 35% upside. Now, the the stock you can see, we've been bringing that uh, target price down, uh, and they've just recently gotten up on it. So I don't know what what recent news they've had. Um, The quant rating has been a hold. For quite a while. I mean, it's been a hold even as the stock price has gone up. Uh, let's look at BLZE here and and see what they say. Uh, it's not making money. Um, it's up 30% year to date. It's run quite a bit. Short, nothing crazy. Uh, average price target 13. So you do have that upside. Same kind of thing. December 2021. This is where the price target comes in. This is why you know nobody's covered it since 2021. So you, you want to take a look at that. Insiders, they're all selling. They're selling fairly big amounts. I mean, for, for this market cap, that's a fairly big amount. Uh, that's a lot. So I, I'd be a little bit careful of it. If we look at the uh, the chart, I would trade this on the chart. If you're in the green on this one, Tyler, and, and you're, you, you've kind of you've held it for a while, you know, maybe hold it for a year. I don't know what you like about it. Algorithm is going to get you out. It's going to get you out soon. Uh, it's capitulating around here around 9. Uh, you have a volume shelf here around 9. If you get below there, it's around 9.23. So in my mind, you've had your earnings. You've gapped up. Uh, you had the hype. You should have sold it up here at 11. I, I'd probably get out. be honest with you, I'd get out. I mean, you're underneath the 9-day there. Uh, if, if this is an investment, don't get out. If this is a trade, get out. 
That's my advice for you. Brady, any chance you could take a look at Sentinel One? I've been hearing and seeing a lot of things on social media and different podcasts. Uh, I listened to Sentinel One. Uh, let's see. Uh, where? What is Sentinel One? You didn't give me the... Come on, Brady. You didn't give me uh, one. I don't... Uh, well, not sensual one. Sentinel One. Uh, let's see. I don't see it. So, uh, I don't see it the way you, you spelled it. So, ah, no, can't look at it, Brady. You got to give me the symbol. Uh, D drum. Hi, thanks in advance for your help. What do you think of, let me see. Um, XPEV, uh, is one that, uh, Xpev. Xpev, I mean, it's a Chinese car company. You can invest in it. It's not making money. I mean, you know, Quan says sell. There, there's, uh, do I like it? No. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, I just don't. So I'm not even going to look at the chart, trade it. TRSPX is the other one. But I'm not, I'm, you know, and James Breach. Uh, great, great comment. He says, my new favorite drinking game is every time Gary says, I'm not even going to look at the chart. Yeah, I'm not going to look at that XPEV chart. It's a crappy company. And and TRSPX, this is an S&P index retirement fund. I mean, I I don't know. I'd rather have VOO. This is just this is probably in your 401k. It's not something, you know, if you if you're stuck in in certain things, this is just an S&P for index retirement fund. It's tracking the S&P. Um you can look at the holdings. It, it probably has 500 holdings. 510. This is the S&P. That's all that is. So Dendram, uh, Queen, yeah, it's just, I mean, XPEV, trade it. Don't own it. If you want to own a car company, own a car company that's making money. Own a car company that's not controlled by the Communist Party. <laughs> I mean, that's the simple thing. And James, uh, you know, thanks. Drinking game at 9 a.m. I don't know what kind of drinking game you're doing, uh, but kudos to you. Uh, let's see. Charlie from Facebook wants me to look at Soundhound, not S-U-O-U-N. Uh, Soundhound is an AI company. Um, it has been getting a lot of hype. And 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 here, here's an article that I'll include in the newsletter. Artificial intelligence stocks were largely higher Monday, led by games and C3 and 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 Soundhound. You can look at this. Um, Soundhound, trade it. I mean, this is a company that's not making money. They have a ton of backers, so I don't think you'll get extremely diluted right now. Um, they've got cash on hand of 39 cents. You might get diluted here, to be honest with you. Let's see. What's 246 million times 0.39? The answer is 95,940,000. So you have $95 million? Oh, guess what? You're losing 99 million? You're going to get diluted. Something's going to happen. Year to date, you're up 171%. This is hype. This is hype. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have value. I don't know anything about the company, but it's hype. And when I see a profitability of F, when I see Wall Street says it's a strong buy, the reason is their price target, you know, their price target was $4.43. Everybody says it's a strong buy at $4.40. It's trading at $6.84. So understand it's hype. It's gone into this hype. You have 35% downside to where uh, Wall Street analysts have brought it down. Look at that price target. Trade it. I mean, if you want to hold this and, and, you, and you think it's worth some money, 
take it and you know take it and run. But I don't think this is worth sitting there, sitting back in a company that is losing $99 million and has $95 million in cash. I don't think it's worth sitting back and not trading it. I don't think that's worthwhile. Uh, Sam Norris, hey, could you uh, mind taking a look at PNQI? It's a NASDAQ internet ETF. It's up almost 700% all time and 50.94% in the last year. Currently, it's up 8.46% year to date. Looks interesting as I made a long-term play. I really like the top 10 holdings. I know you know more about ETFs than me. The negative for me would be it's only 1.87% off the 52 high. Would you like to look at it? So I did this. I said, you know, let me for Sam, let me take a look at uh, the comparison. I mean, here's the ETFs that I like, uh, you know, QQQ and XLK. Those have very similar. I looked at the holdings of PNQI and it has super similar. Now, here's the thing. You look at uh, PNQ, it has an expense ratio of 0.60. Go back and look at my uh, the expense ratio uh, where you lose. Let me see. Oh, here it is. Fees. Loss to fees. So your 0.6, here, look at the three of them, okay? 0.6, 0.2, XLK is 0.09. Look at that. 0.09, okay, represents this. Uh, 10 years of investing, uh, your annual fee, uh, the percentage of the annual fee. Look at how much you lose. You lose next to nothing. Now, with uh, PNQI at 0.6, you're up in this uh, this neighborhood, 0.6, 0.05, 0.6. I'd say you're in this between here. I mean, look at the 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 30 year at one percent. You lose 39 percent. You lose 39 percent of your actual investment. So in my mind, if you can find a low cost ETF, remember ETFs are not necessarily to be traded. These ETFs are to be bought and held. These are supposed to grow for you. So understand the, the 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 expenses matter because you're gonna sit there and wait for them. Assets under management, it's 820 million. Why would you do that for more expense? Uh, you know, and, and I looked at it. The turnover ratio. If if you go over here and you look at um, uh, P and I Q I, okay, P and Q I, right here. We're gonna go over here and we're gonna look at uh, down here in, in seeking alpha. And we're going to look at uh, fund details. No, we're going to look at peers, the risk. Okay. I think it's risk. It'll pull up here. But come on, go down here. Uh, the turnover, 21%. Okay. That seems like a lot, but let's go over to QQQ. Let's look at QQQ and the turnover. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Submit an article on QTQQQ. Uh, the risk. Turnover is 22% in QQQ. So you can take a, P, a look at PNQI. If you're stuck and that's your only investment, I'd say it's, but I'd look at, I'll include the two. I think it's XLK in my mind. I think that's the one you want. But if you don't, if you want exposure to more stocks, you look at QQQ. Um, and it's the fees. Bullish bites. Um, let me look at this picture. Glad to hear you're going on a trip up north before the podcast pauses. I was hoping you could look at NTRA. Uh, during the next episode, Natera does non-invasive cancer screening plus a bunch of other non-invasive genetic testing. Super popular stock in Silicon Valley. They hope uh, had their own pre- uh, presentation during the J.P. Morgan's biotech conference in January. Uh, Seeking Alpha likes the stock. It's not a pump and dump. A few hedge funds in California have had this in their small growth holdings. 
So Bullish Bites, you guys are awesome. I mean, you guys really know your stuff. NTRA, I told them, they said, hey, there's going to be insurance coverage covering this because it's preventive. I told them I am not in the, the healthcare space. Part of the reason I'm not in the healthcare space is because insurance companies have no incentive for prevention. Their entire incentive is for just covering what they can, what they legally are required to. What, you know, again, understand insurance makes money by holding costs down. That doesn't mean, hey, everybody gets a screening. This is what the Affordable Care Act was supposed to do. It's supposed to basically be preventive medicine instead of insurance being reactive medicine. And we in this country are 100% reactive medicine. So I don't think that a cancer pre-diagnosis company, um, you know, it's not my thing because I don't know if the government's going to say, hey, you're required to cover this. The insurance companies could say, just like they're trying to do with the GLP-1 drugs, they're trying to say, hey, we shouldn't have to cover this because of the cost. And the cost is too high. That's what they're saying. Even though it's been shown in the long run, they're going to save money. They're going to save money because they don't have to pay for the diabetes care. So again, you know, take a look at it. It looks like it's a buy. They love it. Uh, I know nothing else about this one. Uh, NTRA, let's look at this. If we look at this in, in, in seeking out, I mean, they're not making money. They're losing 499 million bucks. They have cash on hand. It's about 700 million bucks. So they have about two years of cash on hand. Uh, I can't argue with the stock being a good one. It is good, but I, I just don't don't know too much about it that I can uh, give you guys. You guys know way more than I do about this stock than I could ever give. So you know, I'm not going to take a look at the chart. You guys know charting way better than I do. I can't argue with it. It's been a good stock. It's just not my space. Uh, Skater for Life wants me to look at Tesla. I, I te- t- told you about Tesla. Um, in my mind, Tesla is kind of a hold until you get the monthly numbers. Until you get the monthly deliveries, I just think Tesla is a hold. Oh, and my Seeking Alpha, or my, sorry, my Trend Spider. I got to re-sign into Trend Spider. But I do think that Tesla is a hold. Uh, and we'll look at the chart. I know it had a really good day yesterday. Um Tesla here. We're going to go into the four hour algorithm so we can take a look at that. And and just so you guys know, the four hour algorithm for me is a comfort level. And it's the way, see, it's covering that gap. You cut, you got the gap up to 206. I mean, you cut, you kind of covered it in this morning, got to 205. Didn't quite get there, uh, but you're above the nine day, the 187. Great play. If the algorithm got you in and and you got it, if you have my algorithm, you're making 100% in two years on on Tesla. In 24 months, you had 24 positions, one trade per month. Your average win, 17%. That's the way to play Tesla. You don't own Tesla like this. You trade it. Tesla right now is an absolute trade. I have the car. Great experience. I loved my experience with Tesla. Uh, I loved my experience with Carvana, not buying into either company. Uh, great, great experience. I think they have a future. I think they're doing well. I'll wait. Thanks. I'll wait. Uh, Shep, so are you done with SMCI? Apple feels like money. Uh, that's been doing nothing for me for like a year. SMCI, I, I went over SMCI. Uh, it's now down at 825. Yeah, in the market. Um, it's it's following that that trend. 
just like I showed you in, in TrendSpider. TrendSpider nailed it with that one. Now, Apple, on the other hand, Apple's been dead weight for a year. Let's take a look at the, the long-term chart. We'll go for a, a, a weekly. Um, I mean, it has 100%. Here is July 2023. Um, let's go back. Let's look. If we go back to last year, at this time, February, the end of February, February 27th, you were trading at, opened at 147. So we'll go down to 147. Uh, this is your line, 147. So that's where you were, uh, yeah, 2023. So are you up? Yeah. I mean, for a year, it's not like you haven't made money. This has been a stock that that's made you money. I mean, if if you go from one forty seven down here uh, up to the stock price today, I mean, are you bitching about a twenty one percent gain in one year? Hell no. I mean, that is an unbelievable gain. Are you bitching that you're now down at one eighty and one seventy when you were at two hundred while the stock market is ripping? Maybe. In my mind, long-term game. I mean, I'm hitting singles, not home runs. Uh, with Apple, I'm hitting singles, not home runs. Every now and then, it's a home run. You can invest differently. But for me, uh, yeah. Uh, here's an article, by the way, on Super Microcomputer. Rally is likely to resume. So, Shep, if you want to trade uh, Super Micro, this is a great article for you. has fundamental analysis, has all the revenue, has everything that you need to know. I agree with this. I don't think that the rally is over. I'm just looking at a settlement period. So I'm not done with SMCI. I'm just looking at a settlement period. Uh, let's see. Harry, hey, Gary, I love the pod. I know you're not a biotech guy. In fact, that's precisely why I'm asking. I'm good on the fundamentals, but can you look at ADMA chart? ADMA. Let's look. ADMA. This is ADM Biologics. So fundamental-wise, I'm not even going to look at it. Uh, algorithm has you in. I mean, this is this has been a stock that has done really real well. The algorithm makes you 76%, but buying and holding 24 months ago, you're up 236%. Um, what do you want me to say? I mean, it's a good-looking chart. If you know the fundamentals uh, and you think we're getting back here, it looks like the 200-day starting moving. The 50-day, you had a golden cross here. Um, let's see where you were trading at when the golden cross happened. You were at $3 and you had the golden cross and you're up 53% since that golden cross. So, I mean, you've had some chop in between and you could have made some money in between just using the weekly chart. Uh, but you have confirmation. The MACD, I mean, the RSI, you're it's 75 on a weekly, on a weekly chart, it's at 75. Um, do, you know fundamentals, so if you get back to the $6 one, great. But I, I do think that this one in particular, I think it's oversold. So William, hopefully that's it. Uh, let's go over some scans. CAT, uh, B-U-L-Z has a cross-up. Uh, and when I talk about cross-ups, I'm talking about entries in my four-hour algorithm. So if you look at the scans at the end of the newsletter every day, that is my four-hour algorithm saying, hey, it's a buy. It's a buy. If you want to know the price, then you get TrendSpider, get my algorithm, or ask me to do a chart on it. It's as simple as that. If you if you see one day in the uh, in the, the newsletter, oh my God, BULZ, it's a triple levered ETF on FANG, and it has a buy. What's the price of the buy? Well, it's one thirty two oh seven. Simple as that. Uh, what well, what's the buy on CAT? CAT has been an enormous winner for me. Uh, what's the buy in at CAT? Well, the buy-in on on cat was 288, but this is another move for another another day. Look at that. 
You got divergence here where the stock price is going up, the MACD's going down. That that's a good thing. I mean, that's a really good thing for the stock price. Big move. Uh, we have a cross up on Mara. Mara at sixteen. Uh, it, that was the buy, but it's going for another move. You're up seven percent at thirty one. Put your stop losses in. This will go back under thirty. Uh, we have Oracle with a cross up. Uh, I just read an article the other day. Is Oracle uh, un, un, undervalued? I think so. One eleven fifty three. You're playing with this two hundred day from a long term standpoint. You've gone nowhere with Oracle. Uh, ever since that that huge earnings where it, it popped up here to 127. Uh, 127 was the high. You'll get back there. Oracle, good company, good product, good earnings, uh, good management. Uh, Monster Beverage. We talked about Okta before earnings. Okta had a cross up. Monster Beverage, uh, MSTR, MNST, uh, right before earnings, $55. You could get back here to 57. You could get back to the $60 range. They have good earnings. Could happen. I mean, the MACD's kind of poiled up there. You've got your Bollinger Band cinched up. You got your RSI in no man's land at 49. I mean, this this is a coin flip for me. From a chart standpoint, this is a coin flip. So go to the fundamentals and check it out. Uh, if you're interested in any of the things that I talked about, again, the Transpider algorithm, it is an unbelievable tool for me. It is my go-to. It is number one. If you want to know the tools that I use, then go to the newsletter and, and you just go to the yesterday's newsletter. It's titled The 226 Pod. Uh, and it's got the three, uh, the four tools that I really recommend. There's TrendSpider. There's Seeking Alpha Premium. There's Alpha Picks. And there's Weeble. TrendSpider, if you're not into technical charting, find yourself a chart for free. Understand charting first. Do a little research. If you want the education program, sign up for my newsletter. It's 135 bucks. I'm going to raise the price once I start doing live trading. But you're locked in at 135 bucks for the year. Or if you just want to get a month and read the education portion, it's 15 bucks. It's a one-stop shop. You can see everything that I do as far as technical trading in TrendSpider. I outline it in that education center. Now, Seeking Alpha Premium, I don't care if this is your first time. I don't care if this is the, you know, your 100th time listening. Seeking Alpha Premium to me is the, the, the creme de la creme of one-stop shop. Uh, yes, you can still use your Finviz. If you have a small portfolio and you can't swing the 189 bucks, use a Finviz. The free tools were good enough for me. The free tools that exist today are far better than any tool I had trading in the 2000s. Yeah. So don't think that I'm forcing you to, to buy this stuff. I'm just telling you. Seeking Alpha Premium, and for me, for the amount of work that I do in managing my portfolio, it's a one-stop shop. Alpha Picks. If you're new to investing, this is the one that you want. It's 469 bucks. Personally, I'd probably pay the 189 bucks uh, and then read the stocks that you like. But Alpha Picks, if you want just two stocks a month, where you purchase and it beats the S&P historically, Alpha Picks is your done. And then to pick uh, the best mobile app to trade in, and part of what I'm going to probably do on uh, the, the, the live trading, I'm probably going to sell out of my uh, entire Weeble portfolio and just start from zero. I, I'm going to do that at some point in time. It's gotten a little out of whack. Uh, I don't have a lot of cash in there. Uh, I've got a lot of stocks that I just need to dump out of. I don't do a great job of managing that portfolio. I manage my big portfolio, but I don't do a very good job of managing that portfolio. But yeah, Alphapix, uh, Weeble, 
Seeking Alpha Premium Transpider. Those are the three tools. And you can find them at the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. And they're, they're the top four uh, links here. The fifth one is the newsletter. So, And you have all the socials up here. You have access to me. Uh, not tomorrow and not on Thursday, but I will try and do whatever I can on tomorrow and Thursday. But um, sit there, wait for Friday's show. I'll be back. If you have any questions, hit me up uh, on the Facebook group. Hit me up, uh, reply to the newsletter. Uh, that goes to my email address. Do whatever you need to do to get in contact with me. But again, uh, try and support the podcast. And, and just by you know signing up for the free newsletter, you are supporting the podcast. Uh, if you want, if you made some money in SMCI or any of the stocks that I've suggested, you know, you can give me with Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, dollar. Just tell me that you made some money. You know, nice dollar is is, is always appreciated. Um, you know, if it's bigger, maybe I'll uh, uh, have an episode dedicated to you, uh, like I did with Brandon, like I probably would do with others. The live trading session, by the way, I'm am leaning towards uh, an interactive session, so I'm leaning towards Zoom, where maybe you know, if somebody wanted to come on camera, uh, wanted to kind of say some stuff, uh, because it's for paid newsletter subscribers, I'll probably do something like that. Um, I just want to make sure that I can control it and blah blah blah. It doesn't get out of hand. Um, so if you have any questions, hit me up. Okay, good, good. Morning, I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock day trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Every morning I wake up to the sound. Trading bell, my heart starts to pound. Daily stock pick trading podcast in my ears, guiding me through my hopes and fears.